This episode is sponsored by Agent CRM. If you're in sales and tired of paying three, four, or five different companies for your email, CRM, funnels, phone, follow-up automation, check out Agent CRM. It's an all-in-one tool that combines all that you need to reach out, nurture, and close your clients. They've got weekly support calls so you can get up and running in no time. Get a free 14-day trial by going to the link below in the show notes. Everyone, this is Dan Wynn with the Intentional Entrepreneur Podcast. With us today is Andy Hyde, a recognized leadership coach who supports entrepreneurs, executives, and their teams as they navigate the world of building lives and businesses filled with prosperity, meaning, and freedom. Welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Excited for uh, our chat today. I'm very excited to talk with you too. Today, we're going to talk about the power of self-leadership, unleashing your potential as an executive or entrepreneur. But before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it, can you share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you're today? Yeah. So, um, man, it feels like a windy, windy road, Dan. Um, I started, um, you know, I went to college. I got a music education degree. I was a singer. Um, thought that that's what I wanted to do uh, for most of my professional career. I worked in theater. So I moved to Chicago right after college. Um, I was a professional actor for about six years, I think, um, stage actor. And then um, I transitioned over into producing theater, which I did for about 15 years. So I produced commercial theater um, in the suburbs of Chicago at a theater um, called the Marriott Theater. And we did that for like 15 years. Yeah. And now we are uh, in the world of executive and leadership coaching. So kind of a disjointed path, but it's mine. Well, what was the bridge from uh, theater production to executive coaching? Yeah, good question. You know, I've always been a devout student of personal, professional development, psychology, um, and all the while I'm doing theater, I'm dabbling, learning. Um, and I engaged a coach uh, while I was in my previous career, and I really just fell in love with the work, um, both what I was learning, how I was growing, the new perspectives that I was getting, and how I was helping friends and families and colleagues through that growth. Um, and, you know, as, as, fate has it, you know, I would coach somebody, somebody would offer to pay me on the side. And I realized, you know, I believe this is actually my calling for, for the second chapter of my career. Um, so we just kind of created the runway to step away from the old career, um, and start this business. Um, that was about five years ago and we haven't looked back since. My daughter, in fact, asked me last night, occasionally they'll, they'll stop in and they'll be like, how's, how's work going? Um, I was like, because at least thankfully right now it's going great. I'm like, it's going great. And my daughter, Sylvia said, curious, if you were to go back, would you leave the theater and do this again? And I said, absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Um, you know, today we want to talk about self-leadership and unleashing, uh, you know, one's potential. Yeah. You know, when I think about leadership, uh, you know, especially kind of in the training context, right? It's you know, leadership, uh, some leaders are born, but I think most leaders are, are developed, right? Agreed. Um, and 
that comes from uh, an external source, right? Like they, they get some coaching, uh, they watch some videos, they take a course. Um, um, but you talk about self-leadership. Can you share a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So one of the, what, what we talk a lot about in, in our work with, with leaders and their teams is like four levels of leadership. One is leading up, you know, if, if you're a um, senior level, somebody's always above you, right? Unless you're the CEO or founder. So how do you communicate from a leadership perspective up? Um, sideways, if you have colleagues that are peers, how do you lead sideways? The traditional that we always think about is how do we lead our teams? And the fourth pillar that I, I focus on is self-leadership. And honestly, I think it's among the most important. Um, and really, it is taking the initiative to learn and grow, right? L raising our level of emotional intelligence, consciousness, self-awareness, so that we grow. And the more that we grow as leaders, the more that we can be an effective leader to our teams and our organizations. And so I always say, and I think Simon Sinek um, says it too, is like the leaders go first. Hmm. We, if we want to be better at what we do and get better results from our organization, we kind of have to start the work uh, internally with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like, how, how does one make that realization, right? So because maybe sometimes leaders are just very narrowly focused, right? Yeah. And they don't always take a step back and ask the question that they need to ask themselves. Sometimes it you know, requires another person to ask that. Um, yeah. But usually for them, for someone to come to you, right? They always have to ask that question and they may not yeah. know the answer. So how does one really just ask the question for themselves? Well, usually, you know, in the in the thought leadership that I'm putting out and I'm always trying to ask questions of the people that consume my my content. And it's really meant to kind of poke the bear a little bit. Are are we in any ways discontented? Are things not working the way mm. that we want? Um, do we not feel as if we're reaching our potential? There could be so many things. And typically what I I tell people usually later in the thought leadership is like, there is another way if you're curious. Mm. Um, and that way is, you know, I think it was, I don't know, one of, one of the old guys like Plato or Epictetus or something, you've heard the, <laughs> the quote, know thyself. I mean, they were onto mm. something. And if yeah. we are to create change, if we're to, to create different results, different levels of success, whatever that means for one, um, it's going to require, um, up leveling who we are. And often that is knowing more about ourselves, how we tick, what are the limiting beliefs, the, uh, the, the hidden thoughts and beliefs that are kind of constricting us and keeping us limited. And when mm -hmm. we're curious enough to ask those questions, um, there's definitely people out there that can help you do the work. So when you're walking through a leader, you know, doing self-leadership and having these self-realizations, once they ask that question, do you take them through a particular process, maybe a three-step process or a, or a program? How do you approach that with, with some of your, uh, your clients? Yeah, excellent question. They're really the only process that I require um, of my clients and people I work with is to get out into the world and try and create the thing that you want. Because what that will do is it will cause all the friction and obstacles and things to pop up, which is the perfect catalyst for self-awareness and growth, right? Um, 
I was talking with a leader um, that I work with um, earlier in the week, and they came back with their vision, which was um, in the next five years or seven years, a $100 million portfolio of 10 businesses. And kind of, here's what we do over the next three years. And I, I looked at him and I said, how possible is this for you? He's like, yeah, I can do it. I'm like, you're not dreaming big enough. Our work isn't actually, we, we can't do any work because you know how to do all those things. Your level of consciousness won't need a shift. And so he sat there and he thought, oh yeah, like if I want to grow as a leader, if I want to grow as a human, um, it's going to require me to put myself into some uncomfortable situations, right? Everything you always wanted is on the other side of your fear. And that's really what we try and help leaders do. Plant a flag. What do you want to create that you can't create now? And then it's going to create all those opportunities to work on growing. All right. They say like the, you know, get, get comfortable getting uncomfortable. Yeah. A hundred percent. If we can is, do that, then yeah. we mm -hmm. can up level our level of consciousness and yeah. skill. And that always right. leads to new results. Right. Unlocking the potential of, of that's right a level to a level that maybe they've never had thought about yeah. you know achieving by themselves now um you know uh working with some of your clients what kind of results have you seen in in this particular thought thoughts that you've implemented with them completely varied um honestly a couple of my favorites you know i had this one client uh she worked for one of the big four um she came in wanting to work on leadership because she was up for partner and she wanted to make sure that she was going to get partner. Um, fast forward a year later, she realized that's not even who I am, what I want. She's actually, she left and she's doing something else. So a lot of what mm -hmm. this self-leadership does is it gets you in touch with really who you are, not who you think you need to be. But other results are, you know, people will grow their teams, they'll grow their businesses, their revenue. Um, some of my favorite testimonials on my website are, you know, not only did I grow these things, but I changed who I am, my level of happiness, my level of contentedness, purpose in life. Um, because the more, as, as those old guys were right, the more we know ourselves, the more uh, capable, capable we are of creating that life of meaning and purpose and abundance. So I, I know with a lot of personal development and coaching, um, you know, there's always work to be done. Yeah. Right. With, with this particular kind of nuance of self-leadership mm -hmm. is, is that still particularly true or is it kind of less quote unquote work, uh, you know, done in achieving the next level? Honestly, I think it's the hardest work because, mm -hmm. um, in order to shift beliefs, Right. And mm -hmm. that's ultimately what we want to do to change perspectives, mm -hmm. to up level what we're actually capable of today to be more tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It requires a lot of what I call getting into the gym of life. Right. We mm -hmm. have to do those those mental, emotional, spiritual arm curls if we want those things to grow. And that's really what we mean by self-leadership is being in the arena, being in that gym. Um working to get those results. And if you mm -hmm. do, um, life as you know, it will change. You know, it reminds me of, you know, mm -hmm. the um, Teddy Roosevelt speech, man in the arena. 
Oh, I've heard of it. Yep. Yep. It, it is that it's like dare mm. to be out in the world and express who you are mm. and to play the game and you'll be met with, you know, riches untold. In your experience, what are some of the most common reasons why uh, uh, either entrepreneur or leader doesn't achieve their their next level? But they certainly have the the skills to do it or the capability to. What kind of really blocks them from doing so? Excellent question. Like I really do believe that success, and I'm for any listeners out there, I'm putting up air quotes. Um, define that however you want is. 20% skill, competency, knowledge, and 80% psychology, right? The, the, the knowledge is out there for anyone to consume at all times, it, almost essentially free with the internet nowadays. I could, if I wanted to, learn essentially what you do as an attorney, um, probably kind of free, but I don't do it. Why? Um, mainly because of my psychology. I don't believe, I believe it's going to be hard. Um, I don't believe that I can. And so I think what limits a lot of folks is their belief in their reaching their potential, their ability to reach mm -hmm. potential beyond what they have. Um, and so it, that comes out in limiting beliefs like other people can do that, but not me, or I, mm -hmm. I'd like to do that, but I don't have time mm -hmm. based on my life circumstance. Um, or frankly, it's just freaking scary. I talk to entrepreneurs mm -hmm. all the time who are like, I'd rather be doing this than this, but there's no way mm -hmm. I can like, I have a family to raise. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I raise my hand. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. I am a testament that you can, because I did. I left a salary, benefits, um, travel expenses, a credit card for mm -hmm. nothing. The first three months of my practice, I made zero dollars. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you talk about limiting beliefs. I remember um, uh, I went to a personal development seminar and on the first night um, we did fire eating, right? And Tony Robbins? I kind of got, uh, it was uh, one of kind of his students, right? But ah. for the same particular purpose, right? Tony Robbins does fire eating, does fire, uh, does, uh, fire walking, right? Yeah. And so as you both and I both know, it's a metaphor for, for what we're capable of. For you capable of, exactly. Um, and that's usually the first step, right? First night, right? Yep. That's really the biggest barrier, right? So what, what, what things do you do with your clients, right? Helping them break them those limiting belief so that they can achieve the next level. One of the, the biggest things I do is believe in them, right? We want mm -hmm. somebody to believe in us. And, you know, typically early in the process, I'm helping them design a compelling vision of something they might not think is possible. But that's what mm -hmm. we want, right? Because most of us go out in life and we create what's predictable. I know how to build a law practice and I'll go do it. But what about, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you want to do this, but what about like <laughs> a huge conglomerate of, you know, where you have four names of law? Some people just elect not to do it. But what I try and do is I help them create a compelling vision that is probably mm -hmm. a little bit scary. Um, mm. And then we create a path to take one step at a time. And typically when people start down a new path, taking some courageous action, they'll get results and build confidence. So we're constantly mm -hmm. trying to build confidence, which changes beliefs. Oh, I can walk across fire. 
oh my god mm-hmm. i have that ability i can eat fire i have mm-hmm. that ability what else might i once thought was impossible can i now do because i open my perspective and horizons and i would imagine that particular confidence doesn't just you know say no i can do it but it really multiplies their belief in themselves that you know maybe before that they could only do one more thing but now they can do 10 more things or 20 more things or 30 more things either in quantity or in quality you know we talk about confidence a lot Um, Mm -hmm. people tend to be reserved or shy away or be scared to take action because Mm -hmm. they're like, I don't have the confidence to do that. Well, Mm -hmm. nobody does. Confidence comes later. Mm -hmm. Courage comes first, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We build confidence through action. It's not the thing that we start with that allows us to take action, right? I always tell my clients, go, ready, set. Just go, (laughs) right? Not ready, set, go, Mm -hmm. just go. Um, you can always mm-hmm. reiterate after the fact, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. takes that courage I, to just put yourself in the ring. It, it, you know, it's really about, uh, you know, you, these small confidence wins. Right. Yeah. And I remember, um, I'm watching, um, uh, I don't know if you remember this, it's old ish, not old, like boiler, boiler room. Right. It's, it's yeah. with, uh, uh, I forgot his name, but Ben Affleck is actually in it. He's, uh, and so, um, ac- action Motion, motion creates emotion, right? And one of the things he says is, hey, when you're talking on the phone with uh, a lead, you know, get up and walk around. Yeah. And 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 talk, right? And it's so funny that uh, you bring that up. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. So what, funny ahead. you bring that up. I was talking to my 17-year-old daughter who is in the midst of writing college essays right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sunday night, she was on a, on the floor in a pool of tears. And my point was exactly that. Get up, skip around the room, do a dance because that motion mm-hmm. will change your mindset. It'll flood your mm-hmm. brain with different chemicals. It'll break the um, current thought process and pattern that's happening. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, motion creates emotion, 100%. Mm-hmm. And we can dictate, Dan, the emotion that we want to create. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you, any now, of your what, listeners out there, if they're having a bad day, uh, if they put on uh, some cheesy 90s song and start dancing, they're going to smile. <laughs> they're going to smile. Right. Right. Ice right, ice, baby. Right. <laughs> um, what's your proudest client success? Probably the first client that I had that was a paying client, um, mainly because, well, we worked together for about three months. Um, this is a gentleman that was really just trying to find his confidence to be his, his authentic self ish. Right. Um, and what makes it such a proud moment for me was we finished the work. Um, we were kind of saying our goodbyes and as we were walking out of this hotel, we met in a, a hotel lobby and did a, our last session. And he goes, Andy, I just want you to know that meeting you at that networking event um, and doing this work changed my life. And I thought, wow, this work has real power. And it was the conversation, the catalyst that had me think, I think this is what I need to be doing with my life. This is where I can actually make my impact on the world. Um, and I went home that night and I I told my wife the story and I, I just planted the seed. I said, I think sometime in the future, 
this is what I'm meant to be doing and not the, the theater. And little did I know four months later, I quit and incorporated and here we are. Very good. Hey, we're here with Andy Height, leadership and success coach and consultant talking about leashing your potential as an executive or entrepreneur and through the power of self-leadership. We're kind of winding down here. We're going to get to some rapid fire uh, questions, but before we kind of get there, are there any parting thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, good question. Um, practice uh, the art of learning more about yourself. Like go mm. to go to a boss, a mentor, a colleague, ask them two questions. What do you think I'm doing really, really well? And let them shower you with praise and ask them, what do you think I could be doing better? So to get to my ultimate goals and take that mm. feedback, see how it fits, see what you can incorporate. Because the more that we really do that work, that we look to the areas that we can't see that others can, um, we are big leverage <laughs> points. That's, that's very good parting advice. Thank you so much, Andy. Now we've got the rapid fire hot seat. He's always scare me, Dan. <laughs> all right. It's, it's all, it's all G rated. Okay. So <laughs> just, just answer the first thing that pops in your head. All right. It's, it. This is <laughs> all right. Uh, who do you look up to? First, uh, word the uh, first person that comes to mind is my father. All right. Uh, what's the best business advice you've ever received? Um, two, may I, uh, slow down in order to speed up. We often get in front of ourselves and if we're slow and methodical intentional, we do better work. Um, and always be curious, always be curious. Curious. What's the best business book you've ever read? Ooh, um, the weekly coaching conversation. Mm. Uh, are you familiar with the term three feet from gold? Uh, I think I know what you mean by that. Okay. Look, I'll just digging in your out again. Right. So the, the metaphor is, you know, a miner buys a plot of land, buys all the equipment, digs, digs, digs. Does the funny thing sells his equipment, and his land. The next person, the person that he bought it from digs three feet and it hits a vein of gold. So how do you know as a, as a, an executive or an entrepreneur when to pivot or when you might be just three feet from gold? Good question. Um, I, two things, I'm always getting perspective from my coach or outside mentors, other people. Um, and then I have a sign that I see every day that says, keep going, keep going. And I can't tell you how many times I've just done it again and then it paid off. Just keep going. Mm. Very good. Uh, you lose everything in your business and the only thing you have is your laptop, internet connection, and your cell phone. How do you rebuild your business in 30 days? Laptop, um, for me, uh, conversations and connections. I reach out to everybody I know um, and leverage the power of um, any network that we have or can create. That's how we built this business from day one. All right. Uh, what's the biggest challenge in your business today? <laughs> Time and being a very good manager of it. All right. <laughs> very good. Last question is, um, what's the best thing you spent $100 or less on 
that has improved your business life or personal life immensely? Um, recently, um, the paid version of chat GPT. Mm, very good. It, I paid it's for literally it the, the partner in crime. I always wanted somebody to ideate mm -hmm. with somebody that could help me like get my thoughts clear and that I can then mm -hmm. take and work my magic. But I yeah. mean, it's amazing. I'm for me, I'm so I'm like a soundboarding guy, right? If, if I just think about it, it's very hard for me to extract it. But if I got someone to say, Hey, what about this? What about that? Um, you know, ChatGPT, you know, ChatGPT is not always right, but no, it helps. No, no, no. And it never is the thing I send out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like, Dan, seriously, I'll hit the mic <laughs> function. Um, and the reason I like the paid version is because you can put in like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is kind of my tone. And I'll literally just hit the mic function on my computer and start talking. I want to talk about this and this is my thoughts and these are my thoughts. Help me create an outline that is coherent and it'll spit it back out at me. And I'm like, oh, thank God. It's the person I've always wanted to partner with. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. Two paid users of ChatGPT worth your money. Hey, your Andy, two? thank you That's so much. Two? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love yes, it. I paid for it. Yes, yes. I, I wholly endorse it. So, awesome. uh, But you are correct with the caveat is that you do not use it verbatim. Use it as a starting point. A resource. It as, it's a resource. As a, as a resource. It's, it is a resource as in a tool. Yeah. And it's, it could be a good tool in the good best hands. It could be the worst tool in the worst hands. So That's thank right. you again, Andy, for hanging out with us. So much wisdom and, and thought leadership on self uh, self-development, self-leadership, and unlocking your potential. Hey, if our audience wants to learn more about you, get in contact with you, what's the best way? Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, so you can search me, Andy Height. Um, there's not many of us out there. Um, and um, my website, uh, www.scalingminds, minds as in the brain, scalingminds.com. I have a little page specifically for your listeners that might have some goodies that they'd enjoy. So if you go to scalingminds.com slash IE, um, there's a couple of assessments there. Um, entrepreneurial um, assessment, leadership assessment, um, and anybody that might be interested in, in having a deeper conversation or exploring some of this work, there's a link to schedule some time with me there. Love to just hop on a call and play, do some self-leadership. All right. I'll put those links up in the show notes. Thank you again for hanging out with us and hope we can talk again soon. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. No problem.